Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Today, I'm really excited because we're going to bring on an expert in social media marketing who consistently works with the brightest minds in social media to keep his clients one step ahead of their competitors. And we're so thankful for him sharing his actionable advice with each and every one of us today. It's just so important, Diane, because utilizing social media for your CBD brand, it just it's a great opportunity to put your company, you make it stand out from the crowd, differentiate your product a little bit, if you know the right way to go about it. Because we know it's it's a little difficult out there in a CBD land to put stuff on social media. It's so true. And in this digital age, it's wonderful to have a platform that everyone uses, not only to showcase your brand, because you want to make sure that you do that, but also to show off what you're doing. And along with that, to protect your brand. And you know, we're all about brand protections uh, PR for our CBD companies. So it's really important. And even if it's an industry standard that no one else is talking about, it's an opportunity for your brand to establish some thought leadership. And we really want you to do that because that can go a long way in protecting your brand. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. And of course, uh, the third part of brand protection PR is building those relationships, whether it's with your customers or with members of the media. Social media is a great opportunity to do so. And I got to tell you, I interact with members of our local media at least three or four times a day. It's just a wonderful way um, to get your name out there. And, you know, most of the time they're going to interact back with you. So, um, we hope that you're going to get some great advice from this podcast record and really hone in on these three key topics as Dan kind of brings us under his umbrella and what these three things mean for digital marketing and social media. All right. So without any further ado, you heard Jordan refer to Dan. This is Dan Gretsch, founder and CEO of the BizHack <laughs> Academy. Hey, Dan, how are you? I'm Great. I'm dancing because I'm so excited to be here with you guys. You know, we had a chance to work together, uh, you know, through some of the training that I do. And you guys stood out as some of the most focused and, uh, you know, high quality folks we've had go through the program. So, you know, one of the great and special joys uh, of of training is the continued relationship that I get to have with, with the folks who've gone through our program. And so, 
I've been watching you really closely, and I'm so impressed, Jordan and Diane, by the work you guys are doing. Well, and we can't forget Sarah. She is off today for a well-deserved vacation. So if you're either watching us or listening to us and you wonder where Sarah is, um, <laughs> she's probably watching and listening too because I know Sarah that well. But anyway, we're, we were thrilled to work with them. We learned so much. And actually, you know, starting this podcast is one of the things that we learned about from you, Dan. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're thrilled because I really think this is a great opportunity to help CBD business owners um, kind of get their arms around the social media animal that's changing all the time. So yeah. let's dive right into it. Um, you know, social media is something that's really exploded over the past 10 years since the birth of Facebook. And that's the one I think most millennials, Gen Xers, and even boomers like me, oh my gosh, I said that, are familiar <laughs> with. But there's now so much more out there. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Oh, my gosh. We're now on TikTok all the time. My (laughs) husband, I just want you to know, is on TikTok, which means soon the millennials um, and the Gen Yers and all the others will be off of it because now that us old (laughs) folks are on it, you know how that goes. Um, But WhatsApp, really important. Messenger, Snapchat, the list goes on and on. And, of course, we love LinkedIn. Um, And so one of the legs of brand protection PR is the ability to forecast challenges and changes and prepare our clients for um, for what's coming down the pike and how we can take these challenges and turn them into opportunities. So my question for you is for all the decision makers that are out there and listening on this podcast, how often do these social media companies update their policies when it comes to digital marketing? And um, is there better yet, what's the best way for companies who work uh, in CBD to make sure that they remain compliant, because that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, update their policies and then update their platforms. So let's, you asked about policies and we'll talk about that, but uh, update their platforms uh, more than daily. Um, you, you know, so I just wanted to tackle that one really quick and then we'll talk about the policies piece. But, you know, LinkedIn, which is now owned by Microsoft, Facebook, uh, which is obviously, you know, one of the top five largest companies in the world, and Google, um, they're uh, updating their algorithms and their platforms more than once a day on average. Wow. And um, a lot of the platform changes, particularly in social media, are happening not like everybody gets a global change, but they'll do tests of a million users here, a million users there. So your what you're seeing inside of Facebook or Facebook Business Manager, the Facebook Business Suite, is not what I'm seeing. Um, the, the all of the companies empower their engineers to push out updates and changes without permission from global. And the way they the reason they do this is because it allows for much faster experimentation. Um, what I've seen, uh, you know, uh, in the LinkedIn platform especially is dramatic rapid changes and it's because you know microsoft one of the great you know all three are owned by some of the of the top five largest companies in the world they have unbelievable engineers and experience and they are able to update um with much higher frequency and the biggest update improvements that i've seen in the last year have been to google my business which might be relevant to your local cbd retailers and linkedin um, LinkedIn is a really good space for thought leadership, partnership development, hiring, um, not as great for retail. So, you know, uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, 
you know, uh, Google are, 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 are all, all have different places in the ecosystem. You asked about the policies and, you know, one thing I'll say to you is um, I can't claim to be a CBD policy expert. And so mm-hmm. there is a very narrow line that you guys have to weave uh, because you're in that kind of gray zone. Um, and Facebook, Google, LinkedIn, and all of these platforms, they have different policies. Mm-hmm. And those policies are updated um, all the time. They don't give anyone notice. And, <laughs> That's kind and, of them. <laughs> yeah, the worst is a lot of these policies are um, algorithmically enforced, which means you might step into a pile of doo-doo <laughs> by using the wrong word and the algorithm gets triggered and good luck finding a human being that'll turn your 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 account back on. That's why you hire people like M- MNC Communications because it's so much work to track this. I I don't track it. It's too much. I I, I don't specialize in the CBD mm-hmm. business, but you do, and you guys do track this, and you right. are up to date, and you are up to speed, and you can guide folks on what are the trigger words. What are the words that have gotten your past customers? Because as you uh, you know into trouble, and then of course you can tell me this, but getting them out of jail once they're in jail is not fun. No, <laughs> it's not a pain in the all. back. <laughs> no, and, and imagine you know they they'll shut down pages where you've developed a relationship with your clients, and then all of a sudden the page is down, or the page is gone. We're, right. we're going to talk you- about that with. Um, um, a, a legal expert who specializes in social media uh, in in October. And so I'm very excited about that because that, we can really dive into it. But I think it's so important from a, um, from a time and energy standpoint for companies because social media, you have to have it. It's not like yeah. maybe I don't want to do this. You have to do it. So trying to figure out how to do it, not get in trouble and still develop that relationship, I think is so important. Don't you think, Dan? Yeah, there, there, there are two platforms that every business, no matter what type, has to contend with. Facebook slash Instagram and Google. Yep. There's just no choice. It's like not having a website. There, you might not have gone into your CBD business because you wanted to have a website, but you have to have it. It's just part of the deal. Just like if you're running a business, you have to read financial statements. If you're running a business, you have to have a website. But more than that, you have to have a strategy for Google and a strategy for Facebook. Now, and, and by the way, Facebook owns Instagram and WhatsApp. So when I talk about Facebook, for the rest of this call, I'm talking about Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, um, the platforms that they own, uh, Messenger. Um, and and when I talk about Google, I'm talking about Google, Gmail, YouTube, right? So the number two search engines in the world are Google and YouTube, both owned by Google. And you need to surface in both in search. And there are two ways to do that. You can pay to be surfaced, which is Google ads. And you can have good, what's called SEO, which allows you to, to, to be, um, to show up in the search results for keywords or or search terms that you want. That's the Google piece of it. The, I know we're going to talk about social media, Uh, more today, but the the social media piece of it is you want to have a community of people who engage with your stuff, and then you want to run ads that target very specific folks that get them into your 
network and circle. Now, the one other quick thing I'll mention is this. The value of a community on Facebook or Instagram is only the, to my, in my opinion, if you're a small business, it's only as valuable as you can then convert them into customers. And it is a feel good metric to have a large audience and a lot of engagement. But if you're not very systematically converting them into customers, you're leaving money on the table and ultimately you're investing a lot um, and you might not see a return. Now, there are exceptional companies that have massive followers and almost without trying are able to generate a lot of business. But the vast majority of small businesses uh, need to be very intentional about converting their audiences uh, on social media into customers. I think that's a great point, Dan. And, you know, we had talked earlier about how, you know, CBD brands in general, they have a hard time because the regulations between what they can and cannot post, it's it's all over the place. I mean, it's a it's a literal dartboard, <laughs> depending on which, um, you know, social media you want to try to market with. So, you know, one of the things we always talk about with our clients is that ability to say, OK, we understand what these restrictions are. So maybe we should kind of commit this from a different angle. So, you know, one of the things that we try to encourage them to do is use social media um, to interact with journalists um, because journalists are allowed to talk about CBD. They are allowed to talk about, um, you know, what impacts and effects CBD may have on people. So is, is this kind of a lead generation strategy? Because you're not targeting necessarily customers, but if you're trying to reach journalists that maybe live in a specific space um, or work for a specific publisher or, you know, a print versus radio versus TV, could you use social media to, to reach these people? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the way I think about social media is imagine you walk into a crowded room and, you know, do you start saying, Hey, I'm Dan. Check this out. I sell CBD products. Or do you say, hi, I'm Dan. What's your name? What do you do? Um, what are you interested in? Um, what would, it's stupid and obvious that you're going to walk into that room and be interested and listen and build a relationship. And that's, that's what organic social media is really about. It's about relationships. It's a little more obvious on LinkedIn um, because it's really more of a professional network. But with Facebook, a lot of people are just screaming at the top of their lungs at each other. Um, and it's just not very pleasant. And by the way, every other company that's in your space is doing the exact same thing. So boy, is it hard and frankly expensive to stand out. So what you'll see is that the best content on social media is three things. We call it ATV, like an ATV vehicle, which will get you where you need to go. Uh, authentic, transparent, and vulnerable. Authenticity, transparency, and vulnerability are what particularly millennials are looking for. Mm -hmm. um, it is the vernacular of the web, and it's different than what you know us old fogies who are over 40, uh, not including you, Jordan, uh, <laughs> you know, are, are used to. And vulnerable, you know, authentic and transparent, I think most people get. Like, don't shovel a bunch of shit at these folks. Uh, because they're going to be able to, to recognize it and call you out on it. Like mm -hmm. our radar for BS is very high. Uh, media literacy 
and our our BS radars have never been higher. And so if you if you kind of are are coming across as false or pretentious or um, overly like self-aggrandizing, um, it won't work. So that's authentic. Transparent, you know, is really about like admitting and owning your mistakes, um, talking about your strengths and weaknesses in a in a genuine way, um, and and honestly. Uh, being really personal about what you do and why you do it. Um, so, so we talk a lot, of, uh, you know, at BizHack, we've developed something called the lead building system and the foundation of it is your business story. And your business story is really why you do what you do. So the more authentically and transparently and vulnerably you can talk about who your business is and why you do what you do. Like why is CBD important to you? How has CBD helped your life uh, and the life of people uh, around you? And how are you hoping to impact the lives uh, of your customers with CBD, uh, the more successful you'll be and the more connected you'll become. The reason you do this is it's good marketing and good marketing creates trust. So the goal of your social media is to create, is to use authentic, transparent, vulnerable messaging to create trust. So people give you their contact information and want to do business with you. Well, and I think it's so important that trust portion of it because you need that for brand protection PR because we know with the CBD industry being so young and so much research going on, there's going to be some negative stuff that comes out. How So when you build that trust, you become a thought leader. Mm -hmm. And then when you become a thought leader, people are asking you about different situations as opposed to thinking this is the first time I'm talking to this person and you know, this is what I heard about CBD and I'm not sure that CBD is really what I want to do. And You've already got the relationship. It's just like, you know, if something happens in a family, you're going to talk to the family member, hopefully, um, and find out what's the other side of the story. And that's really, really important. I think it gives a great opportunity. So I think all those are are really good points. And, and BizHack Academy is a phenomenal way for you to go and learn about what to do on social media um, so that you are making the most of your time and your mm -hmm. money. And, you know, that's what we're all about here is brand protection, but doing it in a way that you can fit it into your day. So, Jordan, let's go to topic two. I just yeah. have a question, before, just so sure. I, so, you know, I know for most states, 0.3% uh, THC is the legal limit of t uh, CBD. Do you mm -hmm. guys serve folks who sell products that are above that threshold? Yes, because there's now a, um, for the most part, we focus on CBD manufacturers, um, and that's really important. Um, but there's a lot of blending that's going on now, which is very, very interesting. And there's full spectrum versus broad spectrum. There's a lot of movement in the industry right now as far as different products. So we always look when, when the kind of companies that we serve um, are companies that have medical advisors, mm -hmm. um, companies who we know are following the rules and are really leaders in the industry. All th those things really matter to us as far as who we're going to work with at MNC. Absolutely. Um, you know, Dan, you had talked a little bit um, <clears throat> about how you can kind of use that ATV strategy to reach, um, you know, whoever your target demo is. And LinkedIn, I think, is a great reference point for that. But one of the things we always preach is Twitter, 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 Twitter. I, I live on Twitter, and I think it's fantastic. It's a great way to keep up with journalists specifically. And we have lists actually built. So if we want to see, um, you know, what a particular media market uh, is monitoring or what's their big story of the day, we can just two clicks 
um, go over to that. So, you know, is is Twitter and LinkedIn from your perspective, are those kind of the, the best platforms to target or with some of the emergence of new social media platforms, should our CBD folks who are listening um, be looking at those too? Yeah. So we're specifically talking about PR. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So this is really important. You know, in, in BizHack, we have, as I mentioned, the lead building system and the, the foundation is your business story, that authentic, why you are in this business. Pillar two is your audience, your target audience. And what we're really talking about here is a target audience of CBD journalists. And journalists are all over Twitter. So if your goal is to get in front of C CBD journalists, Jordan is exactly right. You've got to be on Twitter. And what's nice about Twitter is it's uh, a platform where you don't have to pay to reach people. There's a possibility of DMing them. You can follow and engage with them, and it's much more like one-to-one. -one. Uh, it's a really good platform for building those relationships with journalists. Um, the journalists are not going to be as active on LinkedIn. Um, it's just not a platform that journalists tend to use. Um, journalists will be more active, uh, perhaps uh, on Facebook and Instagram, but that's more by journalist. So I think if you're looking to build one-to-one -one relationships, um, Twitter is a really good one. Um, the number one thing I would say is this, remember how I said you like want to understand your audience and kind of listen to them and kind of meet them, meet them. Uh, I don't know if I actually said that, but I, I do. I encourage you to to meet them where they're at. So like if you met a journalist uh, at that dinner party that I talked about, would you be yelling at them about your event, uh, about your product? Would you be like shoving your card in their face? Would you be giving them a sample uh, of your CBD product like right then and there? No, you would probably say, what do you cover? What are your interests? What are some of the big themes that you're going for over the next six months to a year? Hey, did you know uh, this person that I, is in my network is working on that? Can I put you in touch? You know, I'm really expert in X, Y, and Z. If you ever need someone to talk about X, Y, and Z, let me know. Hey, I just saw this morning in the New York Times that this decision happened in Tennessee about CBD. It just so happens that I'm an expert in that, in that topic. Would you like to hop on a quick call? Like those are the ways that you develop relationships with journalists and uh, begin to get yourself in a position where you can get covered by journalists. I, I should mention, you know, I spent 20 years as a journalist uh, at the Miami Herald, the Washington Post, NPR, PBS, and there's nothing we hate more than a pitch from a prospect, from a, you know, from a source, from someone who wants to, us to write about them. And it's just like, totally disconnected with what we do every day. So the best, us journalists, uh, we're very, uh, you know, self, uh, we don't make a lot of money. We work our tails off. The, the one thing that we really appreciate is people who take an interest in what we do. So, hey, I read your article about X. I thought it was amazing. I particularly liked the, the line where you talked about why, you know, if you ever cover, I have a similar story for you. Or you know, if you ever cover that topic again, please consider me. Here's my direct sell. Um, and oh, by the way, this is so much work. You should just hire MNC to do it for you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not shilling for them. It's just, it's just so much work. Like I, I worked as the head of PR for a software startup and I literally spent 
you know, every day of every week, um, you know, 50, 60 hours doing this, uh, ended up getting a hundred press mentions in one year, including in the New York times, you know, Inc Forbes, it's, it's a ton of work and you, you know, Jordan and Diane already have the relationships. They are able with these journalists, they're already able to sniff out the, the storylines that they'd be interested in. It's, it's just a much, it's a great investment. And I'll give you a, one more pitch for PR. So SEO, search engine optimization, is based on something called, you, you know, your page rank. And it's basically how credible does Google think your website is? And the number one thing that Google uses to determine credibility is how many websites point at your website. Right. Some of the most credible websites in the world are media websites. And these backlinks, these links to your site coming from media organizations are some of the most valuable credibility builders that have the most Google juice of anything. So that's why you want to do PR is not only will it get your article in a paper, but it will tell Google you're a very credible source and that will make your organic search listings go higher and you'll make a ton more money. Absolutely. And it's one of the easy ways that we call moving the stairs. Remember, move the stairs is you take what life gives you and you look for the opportunities. You really focus in and you look for opportunities without saying, well, if only I had this or if only I had that. You look for the opportunities with what you're given. Start moving that way. Doors and windows will open and you'll be amazed at how much you can turn um, a lemon into lemonade when you move the stairs. I'm mixing metaphors like crazy today. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, Dan. So the third thing we look at with our clients is establishing them as true thought leaders within their fields. What are three robust strategies that you can suggest for any brand to implement to really lay the foundation for the thought leadership building blocks on social media? Yeah. Um, you know, there's this principle in Japanese called Ikigai. Um, in Jim Collins' book, Good to Great, he calls it the hedgehog principle. It, it's the same idea. It's, it's like, what are you great at? What does the world need? Um, and what does the market demand? Um, and if you can kind of find this combination, uh, uh, and then what are you passionate about and what makes the world better? So I added one by mistake. So it's, what makes the world a better place? What are you passionate about? What are you great at? And what does the market need? And if you can find, that's your thought leadership sweet spot is what are you passionate about? What are you great at? And what does the market need? And so it may be about CBD or it may be adjacent to CBD. Um, and, but, but that's really what you want to do is like look back at your experience and ask yourself, like, what are some threads? that have been there from the beginning. I'll give you an example. For me, uh, I was a journalist, now I'm a digital marketer and an educator. My big passion is business storytelling. So I wanna be a thought leader in business storytelling. You know, it, you wanna figure out like what your sweet spot is. Diane, out of curiosity, uh, for your icky guy, for your hedgehog, what is your sweet spot? You know, I think my sweet spot is um, being able to see what's coming down the pike and prepare our clients for it so that um, what could be an issue, a challenge, or a crisis, we have a plan so that we can turn it into an opportunity. That's really what we do more than anything else. So you're really, you're really focused on seeing what's around the bend. Exactly. Right. You know, they call that a futurist, right? Right. 
right. and so so Diane's kind of sweet spot is to be a futurist that is sort of uh, seeing around the corner and preparing you for the future today. Exactly. Right. I think so that's, then, yep. Yeah. I think so, it's, if you do that, then you have the opportunity to really make the most and be prepared in a way that your competitors are not. Right. Um, and I think that that is really, really important. And it takes PR to a different level um, than uh, just reaching out to the media or just media training or just how do you put content on social but it's more of this preparation so that you're ready for whatever's coming down the pike. And, uh, and things like being members of the U S hemp Roundtable are really important because we're, you know, at the forefront of what's going on legislatively and, um, and having backgrounds as not only journalists, but also at national stroke where I learned about research and how to read papers and how to see what's actually coming. I think all that's really important. And for Jordan, I think, you know, really understanding Twitter the way he understands it, you can get a tremendous amount of insight on Twitter to see where the industry is going, what people are talking about, and how you can not only add to that conversation, but lead it a bit. So what I love about, I'm going to do a little meta and kind of compliment you guys. So what, what MNC Communications does really well is they have a niche, right? And that niche is CBD and CBD companies and manufacturers and, and their uh, you know, the, the entire ecosystem around them. And then they position themselves as thought leaders in terms of sort of helping you map out the future of CBD. You can see that there's a really good fit with the CBD product because CBD is really just a fraction of what it's going to become. Right. Uh, and you have a lot of legislative hurdles to get through to get there. Right. So, so it makes a lot of sense for you guys to be CBD experts and futurists. Right. Like if you can do that for your company, you're gonna you're gonna crush it. And to be a little, you know, and don't you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. But has your company done better as you've niched down to the CBD vertical and also focused on the futurist kind of theme? Absolutely, absolutely. Not only have we done better, but we have so much more to talk about, um, mm -hmm. and it changes our conversation for who we are. Right. Um, but it also changes the conversation for who our clients are. And I think that's really cool um, that the clients are now thinking in a different way as well. And I think more than anything, they sleep better at night because we all know how hard people work to build these businesses. And if you are if you have a, a, a handle on what might be coming down or even know that if something unexpected comes down, you already know the first three steps to take because they're pretty much the same no matter what the crisis is, that you can sleep better at night and you know that you're going to do the very best in protecting your business. And I think, you know, Dan, too, one of the things, one of the take-home points that I learned um, in being in BizHack Academy was learning how to tell our story. And I, I think your program really helped us kind of hone in on what it is that we want to ultimately help CBD brands do. And that's not only, you know, build that loyal customer base and thought leadership, but also, as Diane pointed out, be ready for what's coming um, around the corner. Because with the, the, um, with the industry still being so new and regulations being muddy and you got a lot of gray area here and there and even state to state sometimes, um, it, it gets a little wonky with some of these um, products um, that really helped us kind of key in as we built down to this niche. So uh, thank you for your program. That was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And uh, thank you again for you know joining us today. I really do think your expertise and insights into digital marketing, it, it should be something that gives all of our listeners um, at least a couple nuggets they can extract from, pun intended there. Um, <laughs> and you know, we really do appreciate you taking your time out of the Friday before the busy holiday weekend to join us uh, live today. Hey, Dan, how can people get a hold of you? Thank you for asking. So our website is bizhack.com, B-I-Z-H-A-C-K.com. And uh, I'd love for you to reach out to me personally. One of my great joys is talking to business owners. So my email uh, is D, my first initial, Gretch. So D-G-R-E-C-H at bizhack.com. And uh, would love for folks to uh, reach out to me and, and I'd love to help you uh, grow your business. And uh, I want to also say um, we're going to be sharing, you know, links to your podcast uh, on our social media channels. Um, we love celebrating our amazing alumni and, and congratulations, guys, on the community that you're building, the service that you're providing. Um, and uh, I, I'm very glad that you're doing good uh, while doing well. So thank you. All right. Thank you, Dan. And again, that was Dan Gretsch. Uh, founder and CEO of BizHack Academy. Dan, you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. You guys as well. Take care. All right. Take care. Diane, that was an awesome, awesome episode of the Move the Stairs podcast. Uh, I, I got to tell you, every time um, you know we sit in on a BizHack webinar, the, the course that we took uh, with Dan and his incredible people who he lines up to teach about Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn in particular, um, it just blows me away. And through this podcast record, you know, I, I reflect on one point that he made earlier and he talked about going into a party and you're not shoving your business card into people's faces. And I'm going to steal a line from his program. And he said, you don't ask somebody to marry you on the first date. That's right. <laughs> exactly. The other thing that I think is very interesting is knowing who to approach because right. lots of times there's so many people. And if you think about going into that party, if you haven't done your homework beforehand and that's Twitter, I mean, that is where you're interacting with people on Twitter before you have that pitch, before you're saying, I have something that can help you here. One thing that I thought was interesting is that he talked about how much journalists appreciate having that relationship. Mm -hmm. I want to add to that. They love it when you retweet their stories. That mm -hmm. is huge, especially if you can retweet it with a comment. That helps you start to show them that you're giving as well. And we all know the more you give, the more you get. That's the bottom line. And it's a great way to move the stairs. Right, Jordan? Absolutely. And just one final take home point here. Dan had mentioned how um, when you're trying to pitch, you've got to be, uh, well, a little bit of a relationship first. That's I saw right. two instances on from our local journalists in Denver, uh, Diane, on Twitter, where one of them had said, if I see pumpkin in your pitch headline, not only am I blocking you on Twitter, I'm also sending everything to the spam box. And then another one, I had to Google this, uh, had a pitch subject line come in with Benifer in the headline and I had to look it up and it was uh, Ben Affleck and, and Jennifer. Oh, Jordan, Aniston you are thing. so young. You didn't know who better for was. <laughs> I didn't know who better for was. So I had to look it up and I just, I thought that was so funny, but um, hey, if you use Twitter, it, sometimes they'll tell you what it is. What they exactly. do and don't want to see as well. So uh, hopefully you got a nice chuckle out of that. Thanks again, Dan, for joining us today. 
And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Move the Stairs podcast, the podcast for CBD business owners. Remember, we are here to help you protect your CBD business with Brand Protection PR, and we cannot wait for you to join us in two weeks for our next live recording session. We'll see you then.